Hello, Hello. and welcome to the Betsy Betsy Boss Podcast. Or should we say, hello, can you hear me? Because Adele's weight loss, y'all. Oh my God, I've been wondering if Weight Watchers will sponsor me today. (laughs) I deadass am wondering what the hell she did. I think everybody is. Like, did she eat a tapeworm? What's going on Oh my God, seriously. She looks phenomenal yeah that was i mean i swear she's done what everyone in quarantine has said they're going to do yes she actually pinned those uh quarantine workouts and actually did them oh she sure did she's doing something i mean i don't know if she's throwing up everything she eats or Mm. if she's taking some laxatives or what Mm -hmm. but she looks absolutely terrific hats off to her that was the revelation of the week i think yeah, I mean, my God, we're all hanging on any type of news of any kind now oh. during quarantine week seven, eight. I don't even oh, know where eight, we are. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's getting old fast. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm growing tired of it. God, losing track of days and nights, I guess. Oh, yeah, they're all the same at this point. Mm, you know, it's God. all inside and it's all doing the same mm, thing, which yeah. is absolutely nothing. Oh, my God. Hello from the other day. So speaking of wax figures... <laughs> no, Adele has a wax figure. Actually, that was the worst segue around, but it will make sense after I tell this story that will then segue into a story for the night. This is really dumb, and if Spoiler you can't alert. tell, we're really tired. We're grasping at straws here. We just ate a whole pizza. Oh my god! Yeah, and, and it we're was hurting. Topped with cheese, garlic, and then some. Whew. Yeah, it was good. Breathing fire. Oh my god! Yeah, but. So pretty much a precursor with our liberty talk. Yeah, right let's now. spill some liberty. Yeah, we're gonna spill that liberty. Let's do it. Uh, but going back to a uh, state that started it all, good old Massachusetts, and wax. Yes. How do they connect? Well, here's how we'll tell you. No. Um, House of Wax. Over that's here. right. Wax yeah, on, Madam Tussauds. Madam to No. Um, Oh, my God, yeah. If you can't tell, it's too late, and I'm losing it. I know. I lost it long ago. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, just like those dopes up there in Massachusetts at the Northampton Bank. So, (laughs) (laughs) my great, what would he be? My great, 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 great grandfather. Holy shit. Yes. We're going way back. We're going way back. It was 1876. Take it back now, y'all. A hundred years after we became a nation. Woo! Um, My ancestor was the biggest bank robber. Um, (laughs) So if you equate this bank robbery, here's just a precursor to it. If you equate like equal out, I don't even know the correct term. (laughs) Put it in today's money. It's the biggest bank heist in American history today. Crazy. Yeah. So, theme of the day, bank robberies. My ancestor, my great, 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 oh my god. Theme of the day. (laughs) Theme of the day, theme of the night is sleep. I know, we're dying. My god, yeah. No, theme of the night is wax, and I'll tell you how that relates. Yeah. Um, so in 1876, <laughs> my, what did I say? Great, 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 great grandfather. He was a major scam artist. He, family is from Philadelphia and he actually lived on good old Green Street. 
Shout out to good old Green Street up there in Fairmount. A wonderful location. Oh my god. Yeah, it happens every time. It happens every time (laughs) when I see you. I do a bank heist when I think of you. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought that song was about boners. It probably is. They were all preteen little... Little boys probably getting their first ones. Oh, my God. It happens every time. I can't. Oh, it's magic. (laughs) Yep. Oh, it's magical, right? Those teen years. Anywho, but yeah, old relatives. Yeah, he was a scheming schemester, and after going bankrupt, his father died, left him his business here in Philadelphia. He ran that into the ground, and then... (laughs) He did. He escaped up to Massachusetts, eventually up to Canada, where he took, he became a bigamist up in Canada. He, Cute. He, he's a crazy guy. Um, Barrel so, of laughs, that one. Oh, my God. What a crazy one. Um, so, while well, up in Massachusetts, he did a couple – he actually had a couple storefronts that were, that were, like, false storefronts where it was a shoe business and there weren't really – any shoes nice like he is i i don't know what was really going on back uh, he was just kind of a crazy guy um but he ended up getting a job with a locksmith company and he would go into these banks and work with these safes where he would essentially i mean think about it back in 1870s like they're really getting these newfangled locks and (laughs) mechanisms and stuff like that so he would adjust them or set them up And he would go into these banks and say, oh, you know, there's something wrong with your lock or whatever. And he to fix it, he would essentially go and make a wax mold of the key that would go into the lock. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that would give him the ability to make duplicates. That's, I guess, how they did it back then. Right. That makes sense. And but he was he was working with this Bonnie and Clyde-esque, although they were two men. So. Bonnie and Bon, yeah, Bonnie and Bon, Bon Bon and Claude Claude, Um, Bonald and Clyde. Yeah, there we go. Um, And so essentially, he would make the uh, wax molds, but then he would make duplicates and give them to these bank robbers. So smart. Yeah. And so this one was the biggest bank heist essentially in American history, and he made the duplicate, gave it to these bank robbers. They woke the poor guy up in the middle of the night, the bank owner. He didn't know the or have both keys or something. There was oh, like dear. he was missing one part of it. And he was like, I don't know. I can't, I, you know, whatever. But eventually, I guess they got him. They got through the safe and um, it was the biggest bank heist in American history. But then my dumb old relative um, <laughs> was tracked by the Pinkerton Detective Agency for anybody out there who knows anything about. Yeah, you taught me tonight what they yeah, were. They and were, they were, they were big time. They were pretty much, you know, if you needed anything solved back then, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley style, we'll solve any time, any crime by dinner time. Absolutely. <laughs> if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook <laughs> while the DJ revolves it. Ice, ice, baby. But we gotta get that. We gotta get that. That do 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 do. Yeah, ours is completely different from theirs because theirs goes do 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 do, and ours goes do 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 do. Right, completely different. Totally hear the difference. Thanks for that, Vanilla. Kick it one time. Ugh, yeah. But um, the Pinkerton Detective Agency was trailing him because they had suspicions that he was involved, 
and eventually they got him to talk because he was miffed that he didn't in his opinion get paid enough um for his portion of like pulling off this heist so he essentially turned state's evidence got full immunity testified in court against these guys and put them in jail whoa got off scot-free very nice Mm -hmm. turned him in and in like flynn Mm -hmm. and they turned him loose and they turned him loose Mm -hmm. yeah but it's pretty crazy yeah he got off and you know totally free and clear yep yep so that was uh my little bit of history there in the massachusetts bank history or bank robbery history and I think today our story has really, like, the whole story kind of centers around a bank robbery in Massachusetts. It sure does. Although, and... actually, almost 100 years later. Yeah, I was just thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah. So, pretty close. Pretty crazy. Yeah, this was um, a crazy woman by the name of Kathy Power. <laughs> um, she, there was a girl, and she got fired and from her, her job. her name was Kathy. Right? Her name was Kath. She, so basically, this woman enrolled at Brandeis, which is known to be kind of a, I don't know, a little granola, I think, like, kind yeah, of a kind warm of and fuzzy with, school. Um, what out there in California? Uh, what am I thinking of? Berkeley. That's what Berkeley. I'm thinking of. Berkeley. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of remind you of Berkeley? Yeah, kind of. It's like a lesser... Less appealing, less attractive. No offense to Brandeis. Well, I mean, the weather is not as nice, too. Exactly. At the very least. But yeah, so this Kathy Power, she enrolled at Brandeis in 1967. She was going to be a sociology major. She was actually known for wandering the campus without a bra or shoes on. I saw that. Yeah, kind of weird and wearing an orange smock. Yes, I should have looked that up. I'm assuming maybe it was something to do with imprisonment, prisoner yeah, rights. Yeah. Yeah, so she was uh she was all into like these protest rallies to end the Vietnam War and she just was constantly working on this like strike team um at Brandeis to organize these big strikes. So when she was a senior at Brandeis in 1970, the Kathy was a major participant in the National Committee that coordinated student protests. So she's really involved with this committee. She's really getting into the whole protest world and she's not wearing a bra people she's got her tits flying free she is ready to take on the world no shirt no shoes no service okay and i mean she gets hooked up with this ex-con which is kind of crazy stanley ray bond before that though speaking of your bonnie and clyde duo yeah she really had a duo there and her roommate susan Sachs. yes so the two of them were part of this National Student Strike Force. They were actually kind of the ones that organized this. And then, like you said, they got involved with these ex-convicts. Um, and this is kind of what turned everything into a much bigger situation than I think maybe it would have been to begin with. So, yeah, she gets hooked up with this ex-con. The ex-con, as one does, introduces these two roommates, this power couple, to two other convicts. Pun intended. Good old power. Power. Hey, yeah, power. Um, And they start etching out a plan where they're going to rob the State Street Bank and Trust, 
Which, like, I don't know where they came up with this thing. I think yeah, this whole plan to me is just like, why is that your go-to? I don't so know. so stupid. I just, and their whole plan, they think they're going to go rob this bank. And I don't even. Yeah, they're going to fund, what was it? They're, they're going to buy a bunch yeah. of arms. Well, and they're going to use the finances eventually. Also, did you hear that the, um. Did you hear that the convict, the ex-convict who oh, Kathy God. was sort of hooked up with? Well, first of all, they had a romantic relationship. Yes, I did two. see that. I but, mean, how can you not? Come on. Yeah, come on. Now. Situations like that bring people together. It sure does, <laughs> while tearing everybody else apart, right. limb from limb. Sometimes. Oh my God. But apparently, this guy attended the university through some kind of prison furlough program. Did you oh hear God, about this? this? No, I didn't, but the 70s. I'm like, you've got to be oh, kidding me. Oh, so I thought the 80s whole... were crazy, but the 70s, jeez. Were out of control. <laughs> Prison. Okay. <laughs> Can I just say, say she was probably wearing the orange then to like go to her prison furlough class or whatever to like right exactly oh my god meet these people and blend in look like she belonged Ex- uh, oh my right god, that's insane though so weird like <laughs> who would think to do that like hey who do we want at our university mm. oh gee i don't know an ex-con yeah look oh and there was a whole program oh, look them. here comes the ex-con bus right like, and, like they won't organize oh, anything or god. pull any uh weird stuff oh my god how did that first uh robbery go down because i have yeah so so the first robbery actually actually was just oh. kind of like they i think were kind of like getting their feet wet in a crazy way right or getting um, their feet burnt because mm, they set fire to the place yeah they set fire to the wind um <laughs> so it was september 20th 1970 they robbed the national guard armory in newbury port massachusetts and during this, I think it really geared them up for their second robbery. Uh, they took 400 rounds of ammunition, stole weapons, set fire to the facility, and in that day and age, caused $125,000 worth of damage. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. And then I guess, so they had gotten their feet wet at that point, and they decide, all right, you know what? We're pretty good at this whole bank robbery thing. Let's do this shit again. Yeah. Three days later. Right? So three days later, they go to a bank in Brighton, Massachusetts. They're carrying handguns. They have a shotgun. They've got a submachine gun. Hilarious, by the way. The group actually snagged 26 grand, but... The murder of a police officer who came to the scene by one of the murderous group basically screwed everybody over. Uh, yes. And can I tell you, I was the one to suggest this episode. <laughs> and now I regret it because <laughs> no, we're both no, no. exhausted and we can't communicate. Yeah, we're both exhausted. $26,000. I'd even take that today. Um, Me too. No, but I will tell I'd you. Even take that today. <laughs> I, I, I'm delirious. Um, Me too. But this was on one of my, which sounds even more fucked up, one of my favorite childhood shows, Unsolved Mysteries. Um, It was a throwback. I was probably 10, 11, 12 watching the uh, reruns. TVT. I'm telling you, I I will make a clip that we can put on Instagram. Okay, I'm not trying to laugh at the police officer's death, but it is a bad reenactment. So anyway, the second robbery here. Yes. So they take 26 grand. That went well. That's great. 
But unfortunately, because one of the men in their group killed a police officer on the scene, it kind of screwed everything up. So Kathy and the roommate um, were put on the FBI Most Wanted Fugitives list in 1970. Three of the group members got captured, like, right after this robbery, pretty immediately. Yeah. Um, so they were pretty much, yeah, the, the, the career criminals were the ones that kind of got caught right away. And then Kathy and Sachs kind of skirted out of there. Oh, yeah. Stanley the Manly, unfortunately, mm. died in custody, apparently. Oh. Um, he was actually... <laughs> this is funny, oh not God. funny. So he gets caught pretty quickly, gets apprehended and put into prison. And he dies while in custody. People get this. He was making a bomb oh, I saw this. to try to use <laughs> to escape. These and I guess people. the thing fucking detonated... Like, what's wrong with these people? Oh, anyway. Oh, my God. Two other want to be Ted Kaczynski. Sorry. Not oh, the big right time. Here, Unabomber over here. Yeah. And he, he, he was an Uno bomber. He right? only killed himself. Solo dolo. Ugh. But the two other people who got captured actually turned on each other, testified against each other. One got a 25-year oh, jail term. Here we go. In the, the other Massachusetts. got a death you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Like, well, I wonder, was one of them the other? So Kathy was one of the two getaway drivers. Was one of them, like, the getaway dri- Like, a lesser kind of position, maybe? And that's why. Question. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up for yourself. If only. <laughs> you lazy sons of bitches. Question to you, listeners. <laughs> Question you of the know episode. What happened? Why did and we arrive at our death sentences? <laughs> like, okay. We've reached our first question of the episode, <laughs> which is why the fuck did one person get a death sentence and the other person got 25 years in prison? And guess what? We don't have a law degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? So the roommates escaped capture. At first, they were traveling around together, which is kind of crazy and stupid. Yeah, I think it was actually kind of cool. I have to give them, like, um, what do I want to say, mob props there, because they did not turn on each other. No. And, they, yeah, they stuck together like sisters do. Mm-hmm. And sister wives, roommate, friends. But, yeah, the roommates were, like, traveling around the world together, or yeah. around the country, whatever. <laughs> they were traveling. <laughs> and they actually hid out in women's communes. Yeah. Kind of in Connecticut. Yeah. So, I guess nobody recognized them. I mean. Well, no. If they did, though, again, it was really, like, the actual cool sorority up there. No offense, sororities. But, oh, like. They suck. They actually, like, kept them quiet up there. Like, hey, we know who you are. You're cool with us. We yeah. won't tell. We'll keep you in. But stupid Sachs, so they eventually go their separate yeah. ways. Sachs goes to none other than Philly. I was going to say, our our girl, but we won't claim her because we don't want to. Right? Nope. You're not mm, trying to claim nope. that bitch's problems. Um, <laughs> although she didn't kill the cop. It was the dipshit. Yeah. Uh, she didn't start the fire. But she maybe in the first start one. She did yeah. <laughs> but she got captured in Philly in 1975. But she got captured in Philly <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, she served five years in prison only, which I'm like, what the I know, fuck? Why is, so few? Question two, viewers. Oh, all right. Let's get to your viewers. Pipe <laughs> up. <laughs> you blind viewers. You, you blind viewers. Said the blind man who's deaf friend. <laughs> you blind viewers and you deaf listeners. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Why did she only get five years? Yeah. Please tell me. So, meanwhile, Kathy's like the lone survivor out here. The lone uh, escapee. Yeah, she is literally Billy the Kid. She is Billy the Kid. Kathy the Teen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that 
survived for two decades yeah in secret she starts going by alice yes oh i want to hold on <laughs> wow <laughs> um yikes okay so before that so oh okay you got a girl sax being a philly dope what was it Susie sax uh, no no sadie sax it was an s you're right it was an s for sure uh, silly sax. susan Susan Sachs, baby. Susie Sachs, not Susie Q. Play that Although we sax. got some cues for Suze. We sure do. <laughs> why did you only get five oh, years in prison? Five years, also, why Philly? Um, right. But after Suze was uh, imprisoned, then we had our girl Kath on the run. She was last seen in Kentucky. Or our girl Alice, I think you mean. <laughs> well, she wasn't Alice yet. She wasn't Alice yet. Not yet. After that, in 1977 was when she assumed the alias Alice Louise Metzinger. Cute. Yes. Very Amish. Uh, yeah, well, and also I would have gone with Smith as a last name. Much right, harder to or track. Jones. But, but go ahead. If she why she went with the name. Oh, why did she go with the name? Yeah, so she actually took which I've seen this in a lot of cases back in the day you could do this great social security oh fraud. yeah i forgot about mm-hmm. that shit she was very smart about yeah names. She especially just during names. that time when where where did you get that info yeah she, god knows she took a birth certificate of an infant that had died the year before her birth so Which, like how the fuck do you find that that's what i'm wondering but i've seen actually a lot of people that have done this uh, a lot of people you know I, i've got <laughs> I a lot of family this. members what's your real name okay right. i mean you know, i don't I trust you anymore mm-hmm. i mean i don't but yeah, so she essentially was Alice from that point on. Fuck. Under the alias Alice, she became a wife, a mother. Mm-hmm. She was a cooking and nutrition teacher at a community college in she Oregon. Was, I was going to say she was also an or- Oregonian. And a coffee house owner when she and her friend opened a coffee house using her culinary skills. She was all about it. She was. And you know what? She even started going to therapy. Okay. This was, which was actually a little sad because it was both her, both her mental freedom and her downfall. Yes. Just like your microphone. Just like my mic. Yeah. So she suffered from clinical depression since childhood. Don't know how she knew that in the 70s. They weren't great with that. So diagnoses were not handed out like t-shirt guns at the concert (laughs) events. Um, yeah, so she was in therapy for, like, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. She was ready to come clean. She was. It only took a year and a half. Her therapist really gets a little... Linda Carroll. Shout Linda out to Carroll. Linda. Hashtag Linda Carroll. Mm-hmm. Linda, not a care in the world. <laughs> <laughs> she deserves a ton of credit because she basically said she never saw somebody as fucked up as this bitch was. Yeah. She never saw somebody so battered. Um, in the psych mentally, not mentally physically. better. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! We don't want to spread. She's not a wife beater, so our Kathy. She didn't get beaten. Yeah, but she essentially the therapist was the one that kind of got her. Well, she fully was the one. <laughs> kind of fully. She halfway uh, got her. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, but she basically told her like, "Listen, I'm so paralyzed <laughs> by this depression." I'm going nuts in here in this thing called my head. Okay, I'm this stuck thing in called this quarantine. shit. This thing called quarantine, like we are. And she's like, I gotta tell my story. I yeah. want people to listen. I want them to hear who I truly am. So, 
she decided she was going to come out not as the Catholic girl from the family of seven children. Whoa. The throw win- in that family <laughs> history later. Oh. Right. Look out. Girl Scout, too. Yeah. And she wasn't. Yeah. Girl Talk Scout, Talk about val- valedictorian. High school. Valedictorian. <laughs> she was the winner of a Betsy Crocker. Betty Crocker. Excuse me. It's not Betsy Boss. <laughs> a Betty Crocker Homemaker yeah. Award. Didn't know they gave she- those out. But she was Betty actually. Betty Crocker is a fake person. Betty Crocker. She is. Did you know that? What's the, here's the thing. Is there any relationship between Betty Crocker and Davy Crockett? They're both fake, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Look that up, people. Question three. Right, question three. <laughs> We've moved on from years. No math needed. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, so she finally comes out. She's not this person she's been making herself out to be. She's a crazed bank robber that fucking killed a person well, well, by association. Yeah. <laughs> The father of nine. That was the police yeah. officer who collapsed not so dramatically oh, as they did in Unsolved Mysteries. Next to a mailbox in the rain. I will show you. I will clip I will clip that. I will make that available. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Kathy realized, listen, I'm at a crossroads here. My choice is either to yeah. turn myself in or to be Alice Metzinger for the rest of my life and to just deal with it and be crippled by guilt. So she starts working with the therapist um, on how she's going to kind of change the story of her life she decides all right no meanwhile this is my favorite part of the story i don't think that the best part of this story is the robbery i don't think it's kathy's upbringing i don't think it's any of that shit all right what the best part my favorite part and you can tell me if you disagree my my favorite part of this story is the way she decided to turn herself in yes Yes. all right because you know a bitch loves a party okay kathy loved a party that's right and she loved a little you know what i love Look, I love a murder mystery party. Oh, Actually, I've yes. never been to one, but I think I'd love it. Um, talk about a real murder mystery. Who done it? Who done it when you don't even know you're Who's at a murder going mystery? Away? Yeah, party. it was Kathy in the car with yeah. the with the candles $26,000. With the matches that she set fire to the bank that would explode. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, please tell this. This is my favorite part. Like this is I just, I want to picture, like, her talking to her therapist and her lawyer, like, all right. And them saying, this is a good idea. Right. Like, how, all right, let's get us all together, throw a party planner in there. How are we going to do this? Yes. (laughs) Right? So, the bitch decides, somehow, I don't know who talked her into this. I don't know who talked her out of whatever alternative plan there could have been. But somehow they land on a potluck dinner party <laughs> where all of her closest friends and family, 40 of them, yeah. 40 people. Bring your favorite uh, prison recipe. Right? <laughs> bring your favorite, bring your last meal. Seriously. Because you're going to prison. Oh okay. My God. So she basically, she invites all these people over and she decides, I'm going to drop the mic at this party <laughs> and tell the guests. The, meanwhile, they're like balls deep in sauerkraut. And oh my like, god! What do you bring to a potluck? Yeah, Macaroni's. They're probably feeling like we were. Yeah, it was potato yeah, salad, macaroni you salad. Know. You bring some meatloaf. I don't know what you bring. Oh, there to was a probably party. a green bean casserole. Or oh, two. you know there was. Although in Oregon, like, what are they really eating up there in the mm, Pacific Northwest? I don't know. They were always very. High. I would see some some. Well, and she was also, you know, in the restaurant business. So. Yes, she could really cook with her Betsy Crocker yeah. award. Crockett? Crocker. Betty Crocker. Betsy Crocker. Fuck. Betty Crocker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ugh. What a crock. 
But she, people are bringing their crocs. They're bringing their macaroni salad. They're yeah. bringing all kinds of shit. Oh, they're all about it. Coleslaw. Deviled eggs. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Hot dogs. Mm. Hamburger yeah. helper. Oh, yeah. That was A little bit mix. of that. A little Meat bit of this. galore. Mmm. And they come to this dinner party. They think they're just having a fun party. I don't know what the, like, the ruse was that she told them it was for. So a I, birthday? I don't know. I read this. I don't I saw this a couple places, don't know how, tr- that it was just kind of like a go, it was very vague and just kind of like going away where she's going. Oh my God, she's going Nobody to prison. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch is crazy, people. I mean, who would decide to do this? I say go out with a bang, just like the yeah. fucking way that they uh, committed this bank robbery. They went out with a bang, they killed a police <laughs> officer. Now she's going out with a bang. And toast to potluck peace yeah i'm going to prison so that's exactly what she did she told her secret to 40 friends and family members crazy it's important to note too these aren't friends of kathy's they're friends of alice's yeah oh my god yeah even her so was it her no her current husband did know because they did get married so that her son could um eventually spoiler alert not really um (laughs) that she could he could adopt her son um, but pretty much every, essentially everybody else knew her as Alice. Like, no one knew anything differently. Yeah, and her husband, this, I mean, talk about dedication to your spouse. This husband worked out this plan with her, also said, yeah, honey, I think a potluck dinner is the best way to come out as a murderer. Can you imagine, like, the pillow talk the night before? Like, oh, my God, I keep dying. All right, I think we've got all the cutlery and, and dishes ready. <laughs> like, I got some balloons. Yeah, but don't worry, no guns involved. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. I got all orange plates paper plates because you're gonna be seeing a lot of orange i was orange. just gonna say put all that old orange jumpsuit yep, get ready for it. <laughs> looking sexy Whip it out <laughs> i also have a lot of stripes involved in the decorating oh my God. i'm not talking about zebra okay i have to say it actually being my weird self if i were in this crazy situation and i planned a party like this yes. i'd love to plant some weird little easter eggs like that like, oh absolutely just little weird jokes with myself that like after you spill the beans everybody would be like oh, oh you crazy bitch look at oh, you i get the black and white theme i get the theme <laughs> it's not supposed to be zebra it's you're going to prison because you're yeah, a jailbird that's right yeah so the bitch has this dinner party she comes out to everybody and then immediately, pretty much, flies to Boston to be arraigned in court. She's crazy. Crazy. But out of control. smart, I have to say. Like, she really planned it out so that she did what she wanted to do to feel, I guess, comfortable and, you know, get Complete. her closure on stuff. But, like, right away, she was like, all right, we got a plan in place. How about the fact that, like, she just, she knew what she was going to do, thanks to the therapist and her kind husband, whatever. She pleads guilty on the spot of manslaughter and i guess armed robbery mm-hmm. and this is 1993 right she goes away and you know what for telling the truth the truth will set you free the truth will set you free <laughs> the truth will set you 1993 because she and goes to be prison right it'll be six because the bitch only got six years when it all came yeah. down to it now that's a year longer than her roommate right but still i mean who is deciding on these court sentences? Uh, well, is that question four? I don't know. The audience. Question That's an opinion four. question. We love those opinions. <laughs> love them. Oh. You know what they say about opinions. They're like buttholes. Everyone, Everyone has, has one. one. <laughs> 
So while she was in prison for the six oh, years, she did stuff while she, she was there. She did some crazy stuff. They must, <laughs> they must have still had the prison furlough program because she completed her bachelor's oh, degree. That's right, I saw that. Honestly, there's no time like the present. Oh my god! Just because you're in jail, jail sounds great. The way these people did it, Massachusetts must be. I don't know. Pretty lax. Right. Yeah. yeah. So after she was released, she was released on 14 years probation. Which was is... she fully rejuvenated by that point? She probably, well, <laughs> you know, the rejuvenation wasn't fully in place. She was right. still. Her vagina was still loose yeah, and floppity. Well, she was still kind of watching those Cindy Crawford uh, infomercials where, <laughs> you know, Dr. So-and-so found the. Juvederm. Yes. The <laughs> fountain of youth. Uh, so after her release, though, she earned her master's degree at Oregon State University. Nice. Yeah. So what was her master's in? Do we know? Homemaking? We don't. Question five. Everyone <laughs> look it up. <laughs> DIY. This episode is all about DIY. Everybody's making stuff during quarantine. Everybody's look, cooking. This is an interactive podcast. This is an interactive episode. Do your own homework. All right. We're exhausted. Yeah. It has been eight weeks on quarantine, guys. Yeah. We are not doing well. No, we're not. Just like our girl, <laughs> Kat slash Alice. C- Catalis. Uh, it was wait. a catastrophe, I'll tell you. Oh, that. I got it. Okay. She enrolled. <laughs> I- no, I knew I had the notes. So, graduate studies. Uh, she worked on her master's degree in interdisciplinary studies oh. with, a f- with focuses on writing, philosophy, and mm. ethics. Oh, my God, of all things, right? And she also taught freshman composition for the English department there. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there something about, like, didn't she use her story? Yeah, I think she she wrote a book, I think. I think so. (laughs) Question six. Look that shit up. Happy powers, people. Oh, no, I got it, too. (laughs) So since her surrender, well, after, I mean, it's years later. Um... (laughs) Her story has been the basis for a variety of books, and my favorite, even a television episode of Law and Order entitled White Rabbit. Oh, wait, why it. is she the White Rabbit? Because she's always escaping. I don't know. What is. I know. I, I mean, I know it's Alice in Wonderland, but. I think it's like. Or follow it oh, down yeah, a rabbit it's like hole. like something chasing White Rabbit. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Get it? Because Alice. Oh, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> Question seven. Guys, this is really getting deep. If you get this bonus point. Help a bitch out, (laughs) y'all. We are struggling to function. Yeah. Strug to funk. No, because I think there's also a set. Like, I don't think it is. I think could be a dual dual points for this. Double meaning. Nice, nice uh, connection (laughs) with the Alice name. But I think there's there's also a saying about chasing white rabbits. Up and vanished episode. Nice. Entitled White Rabbits. Ooh. You won't know it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you won't know it. <laughs> Meaning you. Oh, well. Well, and other people, too. I'm just a psycho. No. <sighs> but, wait, so what's the deal with, right? What's the metaphor? I don't know. It, it's, that you chase it, a white rabbit some, and it never I gets... I think it's like a red herring. I think so, too. Or like an uncatchable... They love those colors and animals. Right? They sure do. White rabbit red herring that's so true yeah um so i don't know if this is true or not but apparently last line she resides in the boston area today doesn't sound right because she was all about oregon went back there good point 
So I don't know where if the that's F true. is she now. Let's see. Well, speaking of where the fuck am I, if you want to know where the fuck you can listen to our podcast, we are now on iTunes, bitches. Nice. So tune the fuck in. If that's you don't right. have Spotify, you don't have excuses anymore, okay? I don't want to hear it. We've I'm sick of hearing it. People are like, where the fuck can I listen to you, people? <laughs> and by people, we mean... <laughs> and by people, we mean our, our imaginary friends <laughs> and our parents and their friends, okay? They're very interested. But really. But really. And you should be too. And now you've got two places to fucking find us. So tune the hell in. Yes. And can I just make a plea right here? Bring it. Please. Like. Rate. rate, Follow. Write some reviews. Subscribe. Review. Please. Click all the (laughs) buttons you can click on iTunes. Go down that white rabbit hole. Go down that rabbit hole. Go down our hole. We're begging you to come down our hole with us, okay? Come down this hole with us. Chase this rabbit all the way down this hole. All right? We're already deep in the hole here. And by in the hole, we mean in debt. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Betsy Boss Podcast. If you'd like to find us online, our Instagram and Facebook are at Betsy Boss Podcast. Our Twitter is at Betsy Boss Pod. Our website is BetsyBossPodcast.com, and if you'd like to email us, we are at BetsyBossPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (music) ¶¶